You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for downloading these podcasts. I look forward to sharing compelling information with you <clears throat> every week, both on my Weigh In podcast and on Q&A with Layla, which I do with Dr. Hoffman. We have a lot of fun. We enjoy your questions and topics of interest, and we welcome them. The email to send that to, questions at drhoffman.net. Questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk a little bit more about something that I touched on when I was talking about the highlights from the Integrative Healthcare Symposium, which takes place every year here in Midtown Manhattan at the Hilton in February. And it was about the terrific um, presentation that Dr. Perlmutter gave, Dr. David Perlmutter, the rock star neurologist in Florida. I don't believe he's seeing patients anymore, but I believe his clinic is there and available, and, and you, I'm sure you will find him online. Um, I want to talk to you, and this is from the Integrative Practitioner Journal, about five studies that highlight the uric acid link to metabolism. You know about uric acid. You've heard of gout. Gout is a type of arthritis that occurs when uric acid crystals form. They kind of get lodged in the joints, and they and it hurts. We're talking about, you know, the big red inflamed big toe on people. Sometimes it's hands and fingers. I, I have a few patients, actually, who suffer with that in their knuckles. So uh, high uric acid levels have a lot to do with insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and the outlier for high uric acid also. We've also seen high uric acid levels among elite athletes because I'm, I'm talking elite athletes. I'm talking major, major, you know, six days a week runners and and other types of athletes that are doing it all the time and, and competitive. They're in competition several times a year. We've seen high uric acid levels there too, possibly in response 
to all of that exercise. So something to think about. So the connection between uric acid and metabolism recently emerged in the scientific literature. And David Perlmutter addressed this subject in a breakout session at the Integrative Healthcare Symposium here in New York. In his presentation, Dr. Perlmutter discussed the significance of uric acid, an enzymatic end product of purine metabolism on human health, noting elevated uric acid levels could be the root of many pervasive health conditions, such as diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. He said zeroing in on uric acid states can be considered a new tool in a practitioner's toolbox for understanding human metabolism. You may have heard of a gout diet, a high uric acid diet, a gout diet, where they tell you, they advise not to eat high purine foods and beverages like beer, red wine, maybe organ meats, maybe sardines, things of that nature. Got to be careful, red meat, purines. Uh, I find that it's more a function of high insulin levels that directly correlate with high uric acid, except in the case, the rare case of the extreme athletes that I just talked to you about a moment ago. Okay? So... Dr. Perlmutter, he recently authored a book. It's called Drop Acid, the, Surpri the Surprising New Science of Uric Acid. And he cited five studies which, uh, which Integrative Healthcare Practitioner Journal has rounded up as required reading for integrated healthcare professionals like us, right? So... The systemic review and meta-analysis investigated the relationship between serum uric acid levels, metabolic syndrome, and carotid atherosclerosis. Let me just give you a little background and maybe remind you. Metabolic syndrome, what is it? Uh, it's characteristic of the, the, the criteria for meta metabolic syndrome. High blood sugars, it's hyperglycemia. Uh, belly fat, right? You know, more than uh, 37 or 38 inches for men, more than 34 inches for women, something like that. High blood pressure and low HDL. HDL is the so-called good cholesterol, low HDL. These are the criteria for metabolic syndrome. There is a lot of overlap with prediabetes. We're kind of talking about the, the same kind of mechanisms there, Right? So this, the meta-analysis, the review investigated the relationship between serum uric acid levels, metabolic syndrome, and carotid atherosclerosis. You know, the, the big arteries in your, in your neck, the carotids, uh, atherosclerosis, the, um, the accumulation of plaque there. The researchers analyzed data from over 12,000 participants and found that higher serum uric acid levels were independently associated with an increased risk of carotid atherosclerosis, 
particularly in individuals with metabolic syndrome. I also want to remind you, metabolic syndrome, hyperinsulinism, hyperinsulinemia, high blood sugars, these are all the things that contribute to atherosclerosis. The study demonstrated that metabolic syndrome and elevated uric acid levels increased the risk of developing carotid atherosclerosis more than either factor alone. So just a high uric acid on its own isn't necessarily going to contribute to atherosclerosis and maybe just having metabolic syndrome, right? Wouldn't contribute to, but we often see people with metabolic syndrome also having higher uric acid levels. And just to remind you, according to Dr. David Perlmutter, uric acid levels, your blood test should be less than 5.5 milligrams per deciliter, should be less than 5.5. So let's talk about fructose intake. Fructose is implicated. Serum uric acid and these cardiometabolic disorders. The review explored the connection between fructose consumption, uric acid consumption, and the development of cardiometabolic disorders. Now, when we talk about fructose, we're not talking about you eating an orange or a cup of berries or a little fruit salad that doesn't have any added sugar. We're talking about the high fructose corn syrup you're getting from your soft drinks, your sodas, way too much fructose in all of that. Elevated uric acid levels have been associated with hypertension, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, chronic kidney disease, which by the way, we're seeing more and more of, type 2 diabetes, and cognitive decline. And by the way, metabolic syndrome will contribute to all of that. The increase in uric acid levels is partly attributed to the rise in fructose consumption in the Western diet, according to the researchers. The enzyme xanthin oxidase, XO, plays a significant role in uric acid production. And xanthin ox oxidase inhibitors, XOIs, have been proposed as a potential treatment to reduce uric acid levels and mitigate adverse effects on vascular health. And the review highlights recent research on uric acid's role in cardiometabolic disorders and its link to fructose intake and associated diseases, particularly cardiovascular disease. Now, my question is, yeah, it's being targeted. The enzyme is being targeted to keep your body from producing uric acid, but your body is producing uric acid in response to metabolic syndrome, hyperinsulinemia, and these things that are associated with it. That would be your body's normal response. So wouldn't you want to go directly to the cause and fix the cause instead of interrupting an enzyme 
that's doing the work it's supposed to do, even though it's creating more uric acid, which is undesirable. But again, our bodies have a lot of wisdom. It's happening for a reason. It's happening in response to the metabolic abnormality, right? So let's talk about uric acid, oxidative stress, and the relationship with cardiovascular, metabolic, and kidney impairment. For this study, <coughs> pardon me, researchers investigated the connection between uric acid and renal impairment. Renal is kidney, kidney impairment. Focusing on the emerging hypotheses linking uric acid to pro-inflammatory status endothelial dysfunction, and excessive activation of the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. Renin-angiotensin, this is all about the kidneys, and it's all about how blood pressure is raised. The study also explored the role of hyperuricemia-associated oxidative stress in damaging DNA, in cell death, in inflammation. And the researchers provided insight into the growing body of evidence that associates hyperuricemia, high uric acid, with chronic kidney disease, cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, or diabetes mellitus. Now, I know that we often see people who have metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, all of that, that we often see a high uric acid in these people. And all of that can adversely impact your kidneys. So let's look at serum uric acid level as an independent risk factor for all-cause cardiovascular and stroke mortality, ischemic stroke, stroke cause why we don't, we're not sure, ischemic stroke. The study examined the relationship between serum uric acid levels, cardiovascular mortality in the Taiwanese population. And the researchers conducted a prospective cohort study with over 41,000 men and over 48,000 women age 35 years and older using data from the MJ Health Screening Centers in Taiwan. They compared mortality rates from all causes, total cardiovascular disease, ischemic stroke, congestive heart failure, hypertensive disease, and coronary heart disease across increasing serum uric acid levels. The results revealed that hyperuricemia, that means a serum level of greater than seven, was an independent risk factor for all-cause mortality, total cardiovascular disease, ischemic stroke. And this association remains significant in patients with high blood pressure and diabetes. The study found that even in a low metabolic risk subgroup, 
that these high uric acid levels, we're talking greater than seven, was associated with increased all-cause mortality and total cardiovascular morbidity. That's total cardiovascular death. Fascinating. So independent risk factor, that uric acid. And there's a hypothesis now emerging. Could Alzheimer's disease be a maladaptation of an evolutionary survival pathway mediated by brain fructose, intral cerebral fructose and uric acid metabolism? This article explores a hypothesis that Alzheimer's disease may be linked to a maladaption of this evolutionary survival pathway involving fructose metabolism and its metabolite, uric acid. This survival response, triggered by fructose, aims to conserve resources during times of scarcity and results in a range of metabolic changes, including insulin resistance, fat, and glycogen storage, and reduced resting metabolism. Uric acid, a byproduct of fructose metabolism, plays a crucial role in this process. So you understand how high sugar intake, fructose, and be reminded that glucose is, you know, or sucrose, table sugar, is a combination of fructose and sucrose. So we're still talking about fructose metabolism here. All the sugar intake creating the metabolic abnormalities that is also raising uric acid. But we already know that these metabolic abnormalities contribute to the progression of prediabetes and diabetes, all associated with metabolic syndrome, right? And we know that Alzheimer's is called type 3 diabetes. It's an insulin resistance of the brain. And they're talking about the uric acid, which is a byproduct of fructose metabolism. So in this study, the author said, this survival mechanism once beneficial for our ancestors, now predisposes individuals to obesity, diabetes, and Alzheimer's disease in today's environment. The pathway can be activated by diets high in sugar, high glycemic index carbohydrates. That's a lot of starches, your breads, your pastas, your rice, your chips, your processed food, and salt, elevating uric acid levels. So here's the thing. Going back to our Stone Age ancestors and these survival mechanisms, think about it. Fruit wasn't available in the dead of winter. Our Stone Age ancestors basically had access to the animals they killed. You know, maybe a leaf or berry or something that was underneath all the snow and ice and a little tree bark. I don't know that they ate that, but that's our... That's our associated aspirin, tree bark, salicylic acid. Anyway, they were pretty much in ketosis during winter. And then in the warmer weather when the vegetables and especially fruit was available, they would eat 
And Mother Nature naturally gave us a sweet tooth. It was a survival mechanism. So our Stone Age ancestors would increase their consumption of more and more fruit because it was tasty, it was sweet, it was delicious. And eating more hopefully created more craving for more of the fruit. It filled them. It was all about survival, right? So that they would fatten up a little bit for the upcoming famine, the upcoming winter. This is what's supposed to happen. So that's what we're talking about here. These survival mechanisms were supremely important to, to our species. We wouldn't be here otherwise. But now we don't have famine, depending on what part of the world you live in, I should say. But our increased intake of starchy carbohydrates and soft drinks and alcohol, which contributes to this too, you know, if you're a big wine drinker, beer drinker, that also contributes to gout because it's causing insulin resistance. I promise you, it's contributing to the metabolic syndrome. This isn't necessarily just about the purines and the food and the beverages. It's not about the purines. It's, that's really kind of the middleman. It's the insulin resistance, the metabolic syndrome, all of that and everything that's associated with that causing metabolic abnormalities that's also contributing to the high uric acid levels. So that's why looking at uric acid levels is often something we do when we see patients that have hyperinsulinemia, high blood pressure, metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, unstable blood sugar, all of the above, or complaining of joint pain. What's going on? My big toe is killing me. My, my knuckles are killing me. What's happening? Yeah, it's called gout. And gout is not just about you ate a steak or you ate some organ meat. It's the associated carbohydrates and everything that increased your insulin, which then, and all that fructose, right, in your diet, that increased the uric acid, and that high uric acid is what caused the gout. That's what we're talking about. It was a great meeting. It was a wonderful presentation by Dr. David Perlmutter. Um, if you have any questions that you want to email me, just a reminder, questions at drhoffman.net is the destination. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.